Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. Okay. Intro's getting a little more natural. (laughs) Well, we now have 40 fans. Right. Ish. (laughs) We've really made it. Mm -hmm. We're recording in a new locale. Yes, we're in Casa Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. We're in Lars' apartment. We're not in the pod loft. No. So if you hear any slight differences, I mean, you should, it should be fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. But there's no Gilmore, though. There's no Gilmore. I could light a candle, but it will not suffice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no pets, unfortunately. <Yeah. laughs> I do have a wonderful downstairs neighbor. Oh, right. Named Steve. But oh. Shouts out. <laughs> shout out to Steve. I doubt you're listening. But yeah. if you are, I'm sorry that I drop things all the time. <laughs> well, hopefully we're not too loud for we'll be podcasting. Fine. Let it happen. You know. Here we are. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to get right into it? Um, I have. You have something to catch up on? Yeah. What's up? I have a birthday gift for you. No. Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? And since we're podcasting partners, you have to open it on air. Stop. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do that. <gasps> Safaris! <laughs> so it's not... I didn't buy it at Sephora, but the bag is it's a, a, a little bag. bit of a tease about That's what's in it. Kate and Dory, Forever yeah. 35. I can't believe you got me something. <laughs> it's not much. But still. Yeah. Yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Discovery kit? Okay, so to describe what this is. Yeah. This is the skincare line that Sarah mentioned in one of our earlier episodes, Indie Lee, and it's the Discovery kit. This is like the discovery kit. Yeah, so it's the travel sizes of the toner. Oh, this is awesome. The swelling oil and also the cleanser, which I also just bought for myself. Awesome. And I, I just bought this for myself too, so I'd have travel sizes to take on my trip. Did you get this from Anthropology? No, I ordered it from their site. Awesome. Um, and there's also samples for the eye serum in there, which I also just bought and really like. Stop. And the cleanser smells like strawberries. Okay, what you don't know is backstory. I went to Target the other day because I was like kind of over my moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I've been using Glossier's like priming moisturizer, which has been fine, but right. I need I need an eye cream and I need something mm. like a little heavier in like the winter. And I know it's spring now, but I was like, I should just find something better. Mm-hmm. The th- I have pretty okay skin, not very sensitive, but <clears throat> whatever I got, like I get, I'm getting little tiny zits. So this is oh. perfect because I don't have to use that anymore. Right. And now invest in this. Yeah. And I just use the stuff awesome. on my trip. And if you don't want to pack like cotton balls or whatever, that toner actually works really well to just like. Close your eyes, because I didn't close mine well enough one time, <laughs> um, and spritz your face, and then while it's damp, put the squalane oil on, and it's, like, luxury. Stop. This is awesome. Yeah. This um, is amazing. And the cleanser, I really like, like I said, it smells like strawberries, and it's supposed to be their more, like, gentle one. Love it. But I do think it dried me out a little bit when I was using it every day, um, but I have pretty sensitive skin, and maybe I was just adjusting but, this is um, amazing. Yeah. And that stuff should last you a while. I, yeah. Seriously. The squalling? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Come on. Which come is on. Robert's new favorite word. Squalling. He just it's always squalling. says squalling to me now. Eye serum. 
Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're this welcome. Is so nice. Figured with that travel lifestyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, you have to give something a good try before you actually. That's true. Yeah. Um, also, I just listened to an interview with the founder today. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, on the, it's called Bad on Paper podcast. I've never heard of that. Um, it's actually kind of a really similar vibe to ours. It's just two friends talking Chilling. about the things they're into, but they do more like interviews and stuff more often. Yeah. But they interviewed the woman. That's so um, cool. Indy Lee, which like, I guess that's actually her name, Indy Lee. Great name. Um. But it was a really cool interview, and if you want to know more about the brand and her products, it was Her story fun. is really cool, too. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Thank yeah. you so much. You're welcome. Well, can I dive right into my salty sweet? Yeah. My sweet is that my birthday's this weekend. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Just like, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, so by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be past my birthday. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I'll be turning 28, <laughs> which I feel... Okay, so I feel like I've had my upper 20s. I've been really good so far, but, um, I really like celebrating other people's birthdays more than my own, Mm -hmm. but there's really no reason to it other than I just don't really, I mean, I like the start of a new chapter. I like that you're sort of entering, it's a good time of reflection or whatever, but you know, birthdays are whatever, like personal birthdays, you know, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to maybe go out to dinner and that'll be nice. But, um, but my sweet is that it's just been something that I've been like, oh, yeah, I'm turning 28. Like, I should schedule some time to, like, sit down and think about what I want year 28 to look like. Yeah. So I'm not, like, a vision board type of person or even a real, I don't know, goal, like, setter or anything like that. But I do like that when you start a new year, it's a new chance to think about what you want in the next year of your life. So yeah. I haven't done it yet, but it, my birthday is this weekend, so that should be really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's been really nice. So thank you for the gift. You're welcome. <laughs> um, my salty, mm-hmm. as I mentioned to you earlier, it's like when it rains, mm-hmm. it pours. Yeah. And I went through a thunderstorm this past <laughs> two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been glued to my computer. Um, I've had to, like, really manage expectations as far as this project I've been hinting at. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is managing expectations. Also, I've seen a really interesting inside look on this whole process, and it's not always been cute or pretty. It's been pretty yeah. gross. It's not all glamour and No, glitz. no, no, <laughs> it's not. And so, anyway, this I've been glued to my computer. I've been not sleeping. I've been snacking so horribly, like, I've been eating just (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I am working and eating at the same time. Horrible food. Um, And I had a huge observation with my boss this past week, the same week that this deadline was coming in. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, my car died. So that's fun. My good old Prius lasted me. (laughs) R.I.P. that Prius. Oh, God. 2005 Prius. Which the listeners don't know that you and I both drive We both have race drivers. Well, I don't know what I'm going to be driving, but what a horrible time for this to happen. Not that any good, any, not that any time is a good time for your car to die, but this week that it died, why? Yeah. It literally chose to ruin my week. Were you like driving to work when it happened? I was at work already. So I drove to work normally Mm -hmm. and then I got... I got out at the end of the day, turned my car on, and all the display lights were on. 
And it was like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, God. And I was like, what's going on? And then I was just like, I'm just going to, like, see if it'll drive at all. Because it was on. Yeah. And it was driving perfectly normal. Uh-huh. I heard that the fan was running in the back, which normally means your battery's dying, <clears throat> whatever. Drove it home, dropped it off at the um, car shop in town, mm-hmm. and they said, well, we can't look at it today. We'll look at it tomorrow. So then I had to hitch a ride with a coworker, mm-hmm. which is always, you know, I Awkward. hate feeling like a nuisance to anyone. Right. Um, and then they call me and they say, well, it's your hybrid battery, Prius owner. Right. And they can't do it there. Oh. They have to do it at the dealership. Uh-huh. So then I have to drive the car again to mm-hmm. the dealership. Meanwhile, while I'm driving this car, I just, you can sense that it's near its end. Yeah. Every single, you know, Priuses are supposed to like sort of stop when you're at like a red light or a stop sign. <laughs> yeah. Every time that happened, I was like, it's not going to start up again. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. sort of was making it run the whole time. Mm-hmm. When you get to know your car, you can kind of like make it mm-hmm. go. So, um, <laughs> so I got it to the dealership and... They totaled up the amount of damage that this car would be at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and it's more than any great down payment would be on a new car. Right, And yeah. it's just an old car. I haven't had a car payment on it for a very, very, very long time, mm-hmm. and I just feel like my time has come. It's done. Yeah. It's time to say goodbye. So my that's like my doozy is just that. Well, I'm feeling that shit show life because <laughs> uh, my salty is that... If you can't tell by my voice, I'm sick. <laughs> Honestly, you don't sound that bad. <clears throat> I, it, like, feels really bad in my throat. So You're um, sore. Yeah, my, I have a sore throat. And so, like, we just got back from a trip to New Orleans, which we're going to talk about more in a future episode. But it was like, I just did not sleep enough. I was so wiped when I got back from this trip. And then I was able to go to work one day, and the whole day I could tell I'm You're running getting down. sick. And, yeah. um... That feeling when you go to sleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night feeling worse than when you went to bed. Yeah, not And great. then I had to search for, like, the only two ibuprofens in existence <laughs> in our house, which is, like, in my purse in a weird place. Um, Isn't it, like, when you get really totally wrecked that you're like, why aren't I adult <laughs> enough right. to just have the medication? <laughs> right. Also, I don't really take ibuprofen anymore. So I was like, the one time I need it, when we used to have, like, hundreds of them... Mm-hmm. So in the, you know, bathroom cabinet. And now I need to desperately, because I have this raging sore throat and I think I had a fever mm-hmm. and I can't find any. I'm, like, going through all the bath bags and purses and everything. Um, so that sucks. And then I'm also about to get my period. Like, probably, <laughs> like, within the hour. So on top of all that, I've uh. had cramps and back pain today. And I'm just waiting for it to hit. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, so ever... And then also, you know, when you get back from a trip and it's all this stuff you let fall by the wayside while you're gone, like Mm -hmm. piles of mail and laundry and grocery shopping, emails. Oh, my God, the Mm -hmm. emails. And so all these things that I want to get back on top of, but I just feel terrible and you don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. So... Well, also, your, your trip was not really a vacation. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Very we shot intense. a wedding, um, so like we had a good like three days to ourselves. But the main purpose of the trip was technically You're work, working. right? Um, and it was very tiring. Dude. So, um, yeah, I'm just feeling worn down. But yeah, this is what happens when you don't sleep enough and you don't drink your lemon water. And when you're on a plane, sucking yeah. in everyone's air. Oh my god. 
Airplanes are the worst. <laughs> yeah, and, like, remember how you were complaining about airlines getting their shit together? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, this plane we rode back on was inhumanely small to the point where I was like, I was like, where, this doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a big person. I had to basically walk sideways down the aisle to get to the bathroom. Yeah. And then when I got there, some guy came out of the bathroom and then I was like, well, I don't know where I'm going to go. I can't move. So I had to put my butt in like some lady's face so he could go by. (laughs) Was this like spirit air? No, it was American Airlines. What? And for some reason on that flight, well, they overbooked the flight for one, which Uh. why do you even do that? They made every single person on that flight put their bag downstairs. Why? Like, you know, like our carry-ons? Yeah. I don't know. They made every person do it. Like, what happens if you have, like, really valuable stuff in there? I don't know. They're, like, too bad. I was like, I've never been on a flight before like that where they tell everyone with a suitcase huh. to put it down Maybe below. Maybe it has to do with, like, weight distribution? Maybe. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But some of these, some <laughs> of these, like, cross-America flights, mm-hmm. they're awful. <laughs> Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my last few days. Um, But my sweet is that before we left, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this. (laughs) (laughs) I redid my pantry in my kitchen. I did enjoy watching that process. That's good. I felt like kind of like a nut for sharing, but I was like, I know I would want to watch this if I was... I love organization like that. It's so so satisfying. So, um, yeah, we have an open pantry in our kitchen, which is, like, our pride and joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had a mixture of, like, ball jars and other glass jars there. But I just wanted to upgrade and get some nicer-looking ones and make it more cohesive and stuff. And I had been saving up for this for a while, which I'll talk about more in my recommendation later. So that's a little teaser. Um, but, and it was so stupid because I was feeling weird about it. Like, this is so unnecessary. I already have jars. They're fine. They work. Why am I buying all these new jars? And because it was pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know, some people buy cars for fun. Why am I feeling (laughs) guilty about buying jars for my pantry that I will literally use every day and look at every day? Yeah, you spend the most time in your kitchen. And it seriously brings me so much joy. Like, the whole Marie Kondo, like, things sparking joy. These pantry jars are, like, fireworks of joy for me. (laughs) I'm I'm not even lying. Like, when I look at them, when I pick them up, when I scoop my sugar out of them, when I'm baking, when I put them back on the shelf, it's like every aspect of interacting with these jars makes me happy. You're like, I'm special. This is great. Yeah. Um, Like, even now, like, now that it's done, I'll just be like, Robert, look. Or I'll just (laughs) hold up one of the jars and be like, isn't this delightful? (laughs) Like, I'm so excited by it. It's so stupid. Um, It's not stupid. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, But yeah, I got the Weck jars with the fancy wooden Weck lids, which look so nice, even though I had to return half of them and then return part of them again because a bunch of the ones they sent me didn't work right. But they all work now, so that's good. And then I also got some of the Le Parfait French canning jars, which are really nice with, like, the clasp thingy. Um, So I'll link to these in the show notes. 
And also, if you want to watch it, I did save it to the highlights on my Instagram profile. Yes. So if you really like that organizational Dig stuff, deep. I also used a label maker. They're all organized yes, and stuff. Yes, I did ask for your yeah. label maker. It's very satisfying. So that made Good, me I'm happy. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. I know, like, little things like that can really... <laughs> It just makes something better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be much. Yeah, and now every time I walk in my kitchen, it's the first I thing you see. I feel that way about my away luggage. Every yes. single time I'm carting that thing around, I'm like, that yes! Thing. Yeah, that thing sparks joy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> as soon as I zip it open, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. we're here. For me, it's every time I close it. Because uh-huh. it doesn't seem like it should, and then it closes and it does like, so sealed. easily. Sealed. So nice. And the wheels. Anyway, not sponsored by Way Luggage yet. <laughs> right. But not yet. Not yet. Hopefully one day. Yeah. But they'll be like the first people we call. We'll be like, please sponsor us. <laughs> Shall we get into the Yeah. Okay, so today we're discussing nostalgia. Nineties <laughs> slash early two thousands. Yeah. Nostalgia. Which I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm going to be coughing a little bit. Eh, um, Mara might cut them out. But <laughs> uh, I was thinking we should find a picture of each of us from the 90s. Done. And put it in the show notes. Done. Do you think you look very similar? Do you think you look different? It depends. If it's pre-glasses, then I... Well, okay, here's the thing. I got glasses when I was three years old. Right, because you're legally blind. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. When I was three, I had very blonde, short, curly hair. No glasses, <laughs> but little did we know I was legally blind. Yeah. Um, this little blind three-year-old running around. But then I got glasses when I was three, and then I wore those very same glasses until middle school. No. (laughs) They used to be huge for my face, and then they were tiny. Pause. Do you know Luke still wears the same glasses that he's had since he was in elementary school? I think I did know that. Still, though? Still. New lenses? What? I Well, no. I lied. They are are still lenses. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, trust me. You don't want me wearing mine. They wouldn't (laughs) even fit my face anymore. So do you think you look similar in some ways? Yeah. I I definitely don't think I look. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if you, like, if I could pick you out in a crowd. You probably wouldn't. Yeah. You probably wouldn't. I had blonde hair, like, blonde, blonde hair. I feel like every kid had blonde hair. I know. And then puberty happened. Yeah. Um, And I started to dye my hair. Now, Mm. my hair is, like, pretty, like, mousy, blonde, mousy, light brown now. But naturally, I was a blonde and I had pin straight hair. Pin straight hair. Okay. And then puberty happened, and I got, like, pretty wavy hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just don't think I look very... Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I still had chubby cheeks. I've looked almost the same since, like, fifth grade. Did you have the classic 90s girl haircut with the bob with bangs? I did for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That was my haircut forever. Okay. When I was in first grade, we cut my hair to like chin length. And I think this picture of me is still on my parents' fridge. Chin length, bangs. Yeah. Okay. That was the look. first grade. And then 
after maybe a week of having bangs, I was just like, nope. And then I grew them out until fifth grade. And so I used to just have these bangs with a 90s barrette pinned on the top of my head. And that was my look through all of elementary school. My look was, well, I had pinned straight hair, bob haircut, bangs. Mm Mm-hmm. But every girl had that haircut. Mm-hmm. And then I remember maybe fourth or fifth grade, I started to like the limited two. Oh, is that the Mary Kate and Ashley? I don't know. I don't know who owned oh, it. Oh, I'm thinking of their TV show. Wasn't that called something? Oh. Was um, that Two of a Kind? Yeah, Two of a Kind. Okay. Um, the limited two was a store mm-hmm. for those of you who is that don't like know. like Young Forever 21? Kind of. It was, but it was way, way overpriced. I think that's why I was never allowed <laughs> yeah. to buy anything. I would in go there. in there and my mom would be like, go to the back. Go <laughs> yeah. to the back. Mm-hmm. You can look, but go to the back. Right. So we would go to the limited two. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, my mom was like, well, let me sign you up for the magazine. Do you remember the joy of getting a magazine back in the day? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Highlights? Did yes, you get highlights? highlights. Mm-hmm. So, and the book fair. Oh, my God. The Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair was like my everything. It was. It was the time of your life. That I like I've I spent been thinking way about too it long. <laughs> Me too. I would be that girl that was like, I'm not I sure. I would be excited about it all day. Me too. All day. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently. I don't know why. I've just been getting like flashes of it in my mind. <laughs> did any other kids care as much as I did? Did anyone else about care? About the book fair? Yeah. I cared. Because <laughs> I, I we cared. were destined to be friends. Yes. I was the girl that was like, okay, we have 20 minutes to go to the book fair. When mm-hmm. you're done, you need to go line up over oh, here. Oh, you mean during school? Yeah. Oh, see, for me, that was like the walkthrough. I would come back in the evening with my parents for Same. like three hours. Same, though. Yeah. The 20 minutes that everyone would buy their books, yeah. I would make a list of what I wanted. All right. And yeah. then my mom would be mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll go back tomorrow night or whatever, and then right. we'll actually buy. But then I would spend the same amount of time. Oh, God. Right. Sure. Uh, do I want this American yeah. Girl doll book or do right. I want, yeah, like it was joy. And also mm-hmm. they had so many cool accessories. Yeah. Pencils. That's, oh, it was the best. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, what was I talking about? The limited two. Anyway, the magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom like signed me up for a subscription for like their catalog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the girl's hair and I was in like fourth grade maybe. And I was like, no one has hair like mine. I want her hair. Oh, like you realized you were out of fashion. I realized that I was okay. not rocking a cute look. Mm. And that was my first taste oh. of societal pressure to change <laughs> what I look like. Oh, gosh. But also, I had started to go through puberty really early, so the really big hair, big waves started to come. Oh. So it was time to change that look. When you say early, like, what do you mean? Oh, Sarah. <laughs> My puberty started in third grade. Oh, that is really, because yeah. I'm early, mine started in fourth grade. Yeah. So, yeah, third grade was when my first period experience happened. Oh, no. Third grade. Also, I started to grow boobs very rapidly. See, okay, I started growing boobs in fourth grade, and I thought I was growing boobs, and I felt weird about it. Of course. And then they never, ever, ever grew again. <laughs> Mine did. Basically. Like, <laughs> looking did. back, I was like, what was I thinking was going on? I remember on? feeling so self-conscious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So self-conscious. And you know, there's always that one girl who got really big boobs early. That was me. 
<laughs> it was not that me. That was me. But also, I remember being really self-conscious about that because mm-hmm. I was not a girl who was trying to draw attention to myself. Right. I was not that type of character. I definitely yeah. was. I definitely was way more outgoing mm-hmm. in high school. But in elementary and middle school, I was <clears throat> definitely a goody two-shoes. Yeah. Definitely did not want any male attention, like, at right. all. Like, whenever people talk about crushes... Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with that conversation. Yeah. I would back my way out of that. Right. But I remember being so self-conscious. I remember my mom driving me up to um, JCPenney or uh-huh. Macy's or something. She was like, honey, we're going to go get you a bra today. And I yeah. remember breaking down in tears, just oh, being no. like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I think I forced my mom to take me to get a bra because I was so self-conscious. Oh. And you know what? Those I little bras, like, no. I still wear to bed sometimes. Ayo. Because they were I just don't. like cotton, like <laughs> sports bras. But they're not even sports bras. No, they're, they're not. They're kind of like. Also, the ones I wear now are like super stretched out because they're probably oh, 10, yeah. 15 years old. Yeah. I don't even know why I still wear them. I can't wear but, them. <laughs> but speaking of the 90s and books and boobs. Books, boobs. <laughs> Battlestar 90s. Galactica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you have the American Girl doll? American Girl the doll. The book. The Care and Keeping of You? Yes. Did you have it? Yes. And you know what? That book was handed down to all my cousins. Oh, yeah? I was the oldest female cousin. My mom got this book, and she was like, this is the best book. Because as soon as I had started to go through puberty, I had that book. I remember referring myself to that book, being like, oh. where am I? Oh yeah, the breast, the, biggest. the the boob diagram of, and I would be like, "What stage am I at?" Yes. And I was in like the breast bud section for like seventeen <laughs> years. <laughs> I'll have to revisit it and see if I've, and I've they graduated. Would describe, yes, they would describe. I remember, but I remember. I don't know. I I wish I had that book right now, but. They approached it really well. Oh, they did. Well, they just had a whole revised version of it because it just turned 20, like, two years ago or last year. So I remember last year I read a whole article about it and how it was, like, very new for its time. And it was actually inspired by people like you and me who were going through puberty way early. Right. And then we had no idea what was going on. We're like, what's going on with my body? So the way I bought that book... Was I was, at, I was at Walden Books. <gasps> Walden Books. <laughs> yeah, it's Walden Books. I found it on my own, and I feel like I had seen it one time I was there, and then I came back. I would think I was with my brothers and my dad, and then I found I pu- like pulled it out and I showed my dad and I said, "I want to get this book," and he was like, "Okay." And then he kind of flipped through it, and I think he flipped right to the boob section (laughs) or the tampon um, insertion diagram, which I, every time I would put a tampon in, I would think, picture that in my head. Traumatic. Yeah. Yeah, Super traumatic. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, um, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, your poor dad. (laughs) Gary. Yeah. But, like, I read that thing so many times. I did, too. Because heavy rotation. There's so many things going on with little girls' bodies, and you, and felt you have weird no idea. Asking, but you had this book. <laughs> like, do you remember it would have fake letters to someone, like for advice, yes. and then it would be signed, like "Pump up the pasta." Like some girl what? who thought if she ate a lot of pasta, her boobs would grow. Oh right. And so it was like signed, like a dear Abby, pump up the pasta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that. I was not the type of child that was very outgoing until, well, that's not, I don't know. I was outgoing in weird ways. Like, I would put on performances in front of my family. (laughs) But then in school, I was silent. 
Okay. Until I was in high school. I was very much, like, mm. studious and didn't... I didn't want to make a scene. I wanted to be good. Yeah. Um, but I remember if I had any questions, my mom was just like, that book is yours. Yeah. You open it up whenever you need. Mm-hmm. And if you have any other questions, ask me. Oh but one gosh. thing my mom was really good about, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, <laughs> she was so good at just being, like, open about her body. She never talked negatively about herself. <laughs> And I feel like that really helped me when I was going through puberty because I was just like, well, whatever. My mom, like, it's she's yeah. cool. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be self-conscious. Yeah. Anyway. We should do, like, a whole episode about, like, periods <laughs> in puberty. <laughs> I, my story, I feel so bad for my former self. Uh, my first period. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to save that for a future okay, we'll episode. It's traumatic. We'll save that. But... <laughs> the limited two, Walden books. Yeah. We want to... Oh, book it. Yeah, We book need to it. talk about book it. Okay. Love to read already. Mm-hmm. Well, let's describe what book it is okay. in case anyone doesn't know. Book it Which is... I think might still happen. I don't think so. Book it is yeah. with what? Pizza Hut. How many books did you have to read? I think it started off as 10 a month 10? or That's something. What... So it was like if you read a certain number of books in a time frame, then you got... Yeah. Um... Like a, a coupon for a personal pan pizza. And you from had a pizza pin. Hut. Did you have a pin? Yeah. With a little sticker uh-huh. for each month of the school year. Right. And you had to submit a signed piece of paper with the book that you read. And as we got older, we had to write a, kind of like a summary about what it was about. Yeah. I don't know if you had to do that. I don't know if my teachers just put that in as like part of the requirements. But Maybe. we had to have our parents sign off on it, and mm-hmm. then the teacher signed off on it, and then they would give you a sticker on your pin. You show up to Pizza yeah. Hut. With that and a little coupon. <laughs> yes. And you get a free personal pan pizza. And what was your go-to order? Personal pan pizza. I think I would have pepperoni. I would get it with bacon. Dude, you Which knew. seems like really outrageous Fate. for like a third grader Fate. to be like, I want a personal pan pizza f- with covered in bacon. I remember that was my first experience overeating. Like oh. I felt so full. I was sick. I can still taste it. Me too. Oh, it was so also, good. Also, I don't know what your pizza hut was like, but we had um, a uh, uh, jukebox. jukebox. Yes. Oh. And all the cool That's teenagers cool. would go over there and they would play Britney Spears and Sync oh. and Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. And my parents <laughs> wouldn't really let me listen to that stuff when I was really little because yeah. it was too risque. Yeah. But when they would play in Pizza Hut really loud, I was like, can't do anything about it now, <laughs> can ya? Yeah. So it felt really special. <clears throat> but Book It yeah. made me... I love to read already, but yeah. I... Between Book It and the Scholastic Book Fair. Yes. Like, I love to read. And the thing with the Book It was, like, other people would be like, oh, my God, I earned my Book It this month. You're like, girl, I did that times three. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, I read five times as many, and I only get one pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. But speaking of books, what were our favorite, like, books of the 90s? Okay. So growing up in the 90s, let's see. Well, I loved the Babysitter's Club. I was a member of, like, the Little Babysitter's Club. I must have been that. I don't I Where know. Where you there got were sent books in the mail? Yes. Okay, so I got those hand-me-down from my babysitter, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. would, like, finish them, and then I was, like, kind of... I was only a couple years younger than her. Mm-hmm. So she would give me those books. Okay. I loved those. I love the Harry Potter books. I felt really special (laughs) because I was only a year younger than, well, I was, I was the same age as Harry. Okay. When the books were coming out. 
Okay. Slowly but surely, they were, like, supposed to be coming Uh around the same age that I was. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, "Mm, Harry Potter. But that was my first true love. I loved Little House on the Prairie. That was my first true love. um, Which was funny because I think I got the first, like, four books in a set for Christmas. And every time I'd finish a book and I'd be like, what should I read next? My mom would say, well, why don't you read The Little House on the Prairie? You know when you're kind of stubborn and you're like, no, I don't, I'm not in the mood. So then finally I read them and I love them and I got all of them. I've probably read all of them at least four times. Yeah. I felt really special because her name was Laura. Oh, true. So I was like. Um, What was her husband's name? Almanzo? Yeah. What kind of name is that? I don't know. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. This tangent. Yeah. Did you play the Oregon Trail? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a joy. Did you, like, always get dysentery? Always. <laughs> Which, that's the only reason any of us even or know like about a, dysentery. Yeah, a rattlesnake would bite you or something mm-hmm. like that. Did you ever get to the end? I don't think no, I ever did. Never. So we actually mm-hmm. had a computer lab in elementary school, which was really cutting edge. Mm. And we had one sort of typing program that we could do, but we would spend 10 minutes doing that, and the rest of class would play Oregon Trail. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Anyway, do you have any other books that you would read in the 90s? Um, well, I did read the Harry Potter and everything. I was I read a lot of Nancy Drew. Mm. Um, I just read a ton of books. I was yeah, just always too. reading. Me too. That's why I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I wasn't really obsessed with the series besides Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but I read all the time. Yeah. But also, we lived in a different age. Like, my parents only really, they limited the amount of television I could watch. Oh, okay. So we were basically allowed two hours, mm-hmm. and you get to sort of decide when you wanted to do that. Hmm. Watch. So I would get my homework done immediately, and then I would watch Zoom. Did you ever watch that show? It's on PBS. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so we're a couple years apart, but <laughs> yeah. Zoom was this teen-run TV show on PBS where they would do all sorts of, like, science experiments and... Mm-hmm like skits and they would teach you things but they were teenagers and they were really cool yeah so it was educational but also kind of funny Mm -hmm. and very teen oriented or you know way pre-teen oriented yeah but i love that show also did you watch pappy druid no what what is that Oh, my God. Okay, Poppy Drew was on really early in the morning. Oh, that's but, probably why I didn't watch um, it. <laughs> both my parents were, like, working parents, so we were up all the time before okay. um, school started. And um, Poppy Drew would teach you how to draw things, but he would Are you start about off. Bob Ross? No, it's, okay, oh. so it's like that, but, like, for kids. So he but would start Bob off. Ross for kids? Kind of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's sort of, like, cartoony. Like, he, he's in this, like, fairy tale land or whatever. Okay. And he would draw little... He would draw, like, two circles, and then he would draw, like, a nose, and you're like, what is this going to become? And eventually it expands, and it shows you, like, a dog or something crazy, and it shows you step-by-step how to draw that. That's cool. Dude, Pappy Drew it was (laughs) the best. That sounds fun. Yeah. Did you watch any TV shows like that? Yeah. Well, what did I say here? Uh, TGIF. Okay, yeah, TGIF is really what I think of. Well, and also Saved by the Bell. Did you watch that? No. Oh, my God. No. Laura, you have to watch it right I know. now. <laughs> I haven't watched Saved by the Bell. Um, I watched Full House. That's so 90s, Saved yeah. by the Bell. 
Um, yeah, TGIF, because as you know, like to this day, my parents every night at like 9 p.m., it's like ice cream and TV time. Mm-hmm. And so we did that when I was younger, but like especially Friday nights for the TGIF, it was like we parked on the couch for like two straight hours and watched TV as a family. Nice. And so it was Boy Meets World, obviously. Love Boy Meets World. And also Family Matters, which is like Steve Urkel. Love it. Right. I've watched um, all of these shows except Saved by the Bell. Okay, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yep. Did you watch Teen Angel? No. Okay. What is that? Teen Angel was on for one season in 1997. Yeah. Shout out to third grade. <laughs> um, I don't know why I liked this show so much, but it got canceled and I was really upset. Teen Angel. And in hindsight, I'm like, mm, I can kind of see why it was canceled. It's a pretty morbid show it's about a teenager who dies and comes back to earth as like a guardian angel for his best friend oh but weird. also the way he died was he ate like a six month old cheeseburger from under his friend's bed ew <laughs> really yeah yeah so i don't know i just really like that one okay it only lasted for one season wow but so yeah, I'll let as many holes in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. Well, I loved Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. I loved all those, like, oh my gosh, even Stevens. Mm-hmm. So this all... is more like early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. But on Disney Channel, when my when I was really little, my parents. I don't think I don't even know if they really monitored the amount of television I watched. <clears> but I was just outside playing and playing mm-hmm. pretend and playing with toys and dolls and. Because what, you were born in when? 91. Right. And I was born in 89. Yeah. So you were legit born in the 90s. Yes. 90s baby. But, like, maybe I just wasn't consuming as much television when I was really little, but I remember Mm -hmm. being a preteen and loving certain TV shows. Yeah. I watched probably the most TV around that age, too, with the Disney Channel. Disney Channel. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Cadet Kelly. Do you remember all these... (laughs) Disney original TV show. Oh, yeah. Luck of the Irish. Oh, my God. There's one Disney original movie that, like, stuck with me, if you know what I'm saying. Did it change your whole sexuality? (laughs) I know. Wait, hold on. What what is it? Is it the dolphin one? The mermaid one? What is it? It was called, like, Riptide Girl or something. It was a surfing movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. I feel like that actually was taken off of the Disney Channel. It might have been. Because it was a little too. It might have been a little too sexual awakening ish. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Isn't it weird how those things, like, it's the most random stuff that sticks in your brain? You're like, why did that. Right. (laughs) Why did that stir me up? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Stir me up. Yeah. But you you said that your parents watched. (laughs) certain 90s shows my parents did too so oh, yeah for sure yeah so like I have these really vivid memories of we would be in our bedrooms going to sleep but just down the hall my parents would be in the living room watching tv and it was usually Seinfeld or Frasier or something mm-hmm. so that like Seinfeld like yeah so like you'd hear that and it was like this weird comforting noise that was down in the, the hallway yeah also they'd be trying to watch tv and my brother Jesse would sneak into my bedroom and hide at the foot of my bed. So then he could jump up and scare me. <laughs> so then I'd be like, Mom! 
And, you know, my parents are just trying to chill out and watch TV, and they have to keep yelling at Jesse. And he would do it, like, three times in a row. And then I would wait until he, like, he had done it a few times, and then to get back at him, I would pretend that he had done it. So then that time, <laughs> my parents would be like, Jesse, that's it! You're grounded! And you'd be like, ha-ha! would ha. be like, yeah, joke's on you! <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty vivid 90s memory. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like I had a really great childhood. Yeah, we lived in a good time back in the 90s. I'm literally wearing the sweater of my elementary <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, Lara has a full 90s sweatshirt Full 90s on. sweatshirt that says, Pack Staying Proud, my elementary school. I really just have great memories of that elementary school. Me too. Because Southwest elementary I love school. I love mm-hmm. school. I loved my teachers. I also, I just feel like Same. the environment there, I just felt really supported Anyway, mm-hmm. elementary school days were the best because I really feel like I wasn't robbed of my childhood in any sort of way. Yeah. Like, I don't know how kids today cope with life because there's so much... Like, I can't imagine having a phone or an, even an iPad in front of a kid at the capacity that most of my students have them in their face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. It's like, I read so many books, and I, the reason I have not been reading as much over the last several it's years because is because reading. of my smartphone. Right. I used to carry a book around in my purse. Yeah. So those moments when you're, like, sitting at the doctor's office waiting yeah, me to too. go in, you would read a book. Or you'd have a journal or something. You'd mm-hmm. have, like, something to keep you entertained. We definitely consume media way more now than we did back then. Yeah, and, like, so, yeah, I found this article from... Bustle. It's called Why 90s Kids Can't Get Over the 90s. <laughs> and are still so nostalgic <laughs> for the decade, which is a very long title for an article. That is a long um, But just like the way that <gasps> you oh my would God, watch. Bringing up so many things. <laughs> yeah. Is that Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, like if you wanted to watch a TV show, you had to sit down and watch it, and you would watch one episode. Yeah. And then wait a week for the next one. Yeah, you can't binge. Yeah. Um, you know, or books, like, we weren't ordering them from Amazon. We were going to the Scholastic Book Fair or going, going to all the books and looking at physical books, yep. reading the back of them. You know, you might look at a book 12 times before you actually buy it and take it home. Yep. And, you know, you like, those books, we just think of them in a different way. Yeah. Um, or, like, music. You have to wait and hear it on the radio. You have to buy music. Yeah. You would, um, I think it was in this article they were talking about how um, once you found a genre you liked, you were more willing to spend money on an album from that as opposed yeah. to now. We can just stream something that we would probably never normally listen to, but you can it's just free. test Why it not? out. Yeah. You know, whatever. So now a lot of our like musical palettes and stuff are much broader. That's at least generally true. speaking for a lot of people. Um, I mean, there's always been some people. There who was much to more identity but... too, as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like, yeah, like whether you're in the punk scene, right? Or like, there was much more culture. Or well, no, I'm not saying that that culture doesn't exist anymore, but I think it's just different because I do think that people are more, oh, they're more aware, they're more cognizant of the whole scope of what's going on in music. Mm-hmm. Because all you have to do is go to Spotify's homepage, right? And there's just tons of stuff on there that you're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. I'm in this mood. Pl- press this mood playlist, and you're hearing all t- types of music you had never even yeah thought of. But yeah, also they mentioned in this article 
Napster, did you have LimeWire? Um, I did not partake because <laughs> oh it's God. illegal. <laughs> no, I think my brother Colin did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was too lazy to do it, honestly. I loved it. It was the best. <laughs> honestly, that's the one thing I'm real jealous about kids today mm-hmm. streaming. I yeah, I truly I would be on LimeWire for so long. Mm-hmm. Also, you would get really bad recordings yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I crashed my family's computer because of LimeWire, Probably. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I was trying to explain to kids that when you were on the internet, your landline didn't work. Do you remember right. that? Yeah. Like, kids will never know what it's like. Imagine oh being on your smartphone and then... Right. Your siblings on the internet and all of a sudden it's like... Well, have you watched this show on Hulu called Pen15? Have I talked to you about this? No, but someone else just wrote about that. Oh my god. You have to watch it. So, Pen15, it's a Hulu original. Okay. Robert and I loved it. Okay, it's super I don't have weird. a Hulu subscription, but... I can tell you mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, it's created by these two 31-year-old women. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the early 2000s. I think it's 2001. And they go back to... And they play themselves as middle schoolers. But it's like exactly the age that I was. It's like they're in seventh grade and it's basically the same year I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they play themselves as middle schoolers, but then all the other middle schoolers are actually middle Middle school age. Right. Someone else was telling me about this. Yeah. It sounds really funny. Um... But they have a whole episode about AOL Instant Messenger. Oh my gosh, that was a culture that was mm-hmm. I was very much into. Yeah, I didn't go on any of those weird chats because my parents were like, "Don't go there, you're gonna die." Right, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna die. In a Seriously, chat room. but I remember I mm-hmm. I don't know I must have been thirteen, fourteen, and I had an AOL. What was your AOL name? Oh my god. What was your AOL name? Um. First it was... Was it Field Hockey Girl or, like, something like that? First it was Bigfoot1826. Because <laughs> I have big feet. And then... What it, a horrible <laughs> name! Bigfoot. And then it was Air Linton 14 which is, like, so classic middle Air? school. Air? Like, like Air Jordans. It was, like, basketball. Oh, I Oh, okay. my maiden name is Lenton, in yeah. case you don't know. Air Lenton. Yeah, it was stupid. And did that stick? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Do you want to guess who mine was? Yeah. But you want me to guess? Yeah. Um, was it uh, Broadway related? No. You would think, but no. Is it something like totally emo? Oh, for sure. Oh my for God. sure. <laughs> like goth girl 73. No, no, no. Okay, mine was less than 3UX3. So the less than symbol what? with the three oh. makes a heart you. Heart you. Heart you. No. X3, which also makes like, heart a you. heart. So it's like heart you, heart. <laughs> I didn't even but know. But I thought it was do. so creative because I was like oh less than three you. I didn't know you could do like a less than symbol. No, it was typed out less. L-E-S-S than. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Less that's like a you. deep cut. Dude, I don't, I don't know if you were like this, but <laughs> I would spend so long making my profile mm. lit. <laughs> Quotes. 
snarky away messages. I didn't do that. Oh my Mm-mm. god, I was so strong on that game. <laughs> Honestly, I give props to that girl because she she was into that graphic design baby. She was yeah. into like making it all mm. different fonts and right looking up song lyrics that like were kind of referencing something. Oh yeah, the away messages. Yeah. I was into an away message. Mm-hmm. Also, I would be hanging out on there all the time. Yeah. Did you guys have the dual um, phone line or whatever? No. What's it called? Yeah, no, we didn't have that. Anyway, Dang. the away message game was strong, mm. at least for me. That's funny. But, well, you should definitely watch that show on Hulu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What did you wear in the 90s? Okay, so what I remember wearing is the leggings with the, like, Stirrup stirrups yes. with the matching oversized sweatshirt. Oh, yes. Like, hot pink leggings and then some, mm-hmm. like, big, like, white sweatshirt that had, like, heart buttons and rainbows with on it. a turtleneck that matched your leggings. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I'd wear that again. This Me sounds too. really comfortable. Sounds great. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of what I'm wearing right now. That's true. But I wish I, I wish stirrup leggings would come back. I hated them, though. Oh, I love them. They remind me of dance class, though. Oh. Because, you know, whatever. But, um, same. I loved overalls. I had a couple pairs of overalls in second grade. I had corduroy. That were, like, my pride and joy. I loved them. Remember all the flower power stuff was in? Oh, my gosh. And the bell-bottom jeans? Mm -hmm. Well, I had a pair of overalls in second grade that had this little flower power pinwheel on the front. That you could spin. <laughs> and you were probably like, when you wore that, you were like, Yeah. Yes, honey. Like, let's, yes. Yeah. I'm feeling myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember there was like a weird phase where, yeah, like flower power 70s sort mm-hmm. of like flower and ponchos and. Which is interesting because that was 20 years ago. Oh, it's only now, a matter of time. It's the 90s that are in. It's only a matter of time yeah. until we have. The early 2000s, which I am dreading because early 2000s were low, low rider hip slinger jeans with like the baby doll tops. Oh God. Which when you have a T-Rex torso like I do, (laughs) that's like, I might as well be Winnie the Pooh. I could wear, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Dude, I, I. It's not made for this body. I could wear, I could wear the low rider jeans, Mm. but the baby doll top. Girl, no. That's why I probably looked like a 33-year-old soccer mom when I was in middle school because I would not wear that stuff. <laughs> probably wear high-waisted <laughs> pants. I didn't wear the high-waisted yeah. pants. But I definitely, like, my mom and I would go shopping for Do me remember, in the like, junior section, and I could not wear that stuff. Like, the cropped jackets, too. Like, the crop jackets. Mm -hmm. I know this is getting, like, later in the 2000s, but I don't care. (laughs) I lived for the hills, and I lived for Laguna Beach. Oh, okay. I never watched it. Oh, I loved it. I was probably too busy playing basketball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I loved that show. And I would look at what they were wearing, and I was just like, I just wish... And every girl in my high school wanted to look like Lauren Conrad. Yeah, Or Kristen. And they they would have, like, the tan skin and the... Straight white hair, and they would they would put on <laughs> eyeliner like them, mm-hmm. and go to Hollister when a Hollister opened up in our mall. Oh, dude, is that the one that always smells 
so uh, strongly. Yeah, it's a dark cave that smells yes. really you strong. You can smell it, like, all the way down the mall. And they don't call their employees, like, I don't even know, associates. They call them models. What? Yes. Yeah. Models? So you had to be the Hollister brand to work there. So if you worked at Hollister, you were hot. And prob- that was real. And probably white. Oh, for sure. <laughs> They were not hiring anyone of color in that place. Oh, my God. No way. So when that opened, it was right next to the Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. Night and day. Mm. You really decided who you were, depending on which one you walked in. Oh, my God. But I loved, I loved Laguna Beach in the Hills. (laughs) I would download this soundtrack, like, on LimeWare all the time. Mm. Like, Dashboard Confessional. Let's go. Is that, like, the Kardashians of our younger selves? They might be. Maybe. Well, we should talk about music because let's talk yeah. about Britney Spears and the boy bands of the 90s. Well, which boy brand, boy band was boy your band, favorite? I liked NSYNC. I was a 98 Degrees girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster. I was so a little you bit. love Nick Lachey? No, I was into What's Jeff. His name? Yeah. Yeah. He was the hot one. I mean, he didn't have that corny tat, so yeah. Yeah, he was like the wholesome, dark-haired, dark-haired one. I loved, okay, I loved NSYNC, but mostly because my cousin Taylor, who was basically like my sister growing up, would, she had this huge poster of them in her room, mm-hmm. and my mom wouldn't let me have that mm-hmm. in my room, because she was like, you have wallpaper, you're not putting anything up, that's going to look bad. So she had this huge poster, and we would just sit there and just look at them. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, which one do you think's the cutest? And I, this is so stupid. What? Guess who I like the best. Oh, no. Lance Bass. Really? He might have been, <laughs> been my favorite. I mean. So I have this great memory of um, me and our friend Ellen. Hey, Ellen, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, you're going to crack up at this when you hear this. We watched some in sync documentary. Oh, deep when cut. it was on TV, and the thing that made us laugh so hard was that Lance Bass was self conscious about his Adam's apple <laughs> because he had a huge one, mm. which we barely even knew what that meant. You're like, what's that mean? Yeah, but we thought that was the funniest thing in the world. But then you're really aware of an Adam's apple, right? Now that's all I think of when I think of him. <laughs> Wait, oh is he gay? God. Did he come out? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my cousin was obsessed with Justin. I don't think it. I really was super into any of the NSYNC boys. I I just like their music better, I think. I just remember listening to whatever album Bye 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 was on, and I mm-hmm. also remember listening to Britney Spears' album mm. and all of that. I never got super into her. Also, I was so young that when Baby One More Time was you know that was her first big hit right yeah one of them and i yeah. remember my parents or maybe my older brother kind of alluding to the fact that this was an inappropriate song and i just had no idea what they were talking like, about like what are they talking about yeah, like i didn't know what it was about yeah <laughs> i was like, like we what don't do you, know what are you talking about yeah i mean it may be inappropriate but <laughs> iconic yeah iconic yeah there were certain songs that i was like listening to with my headphones on and the Walkman. Dude, oh, what a Discman. Yeah, the Discman. Yeah. Well, for the 90s, the one commercial that I saw so many times, what was the, was it called like the Talk Boy or something? The Little Ones? It was a thing that you could record into yep. and then it would play. Yeah. 
And it was was always the guy pranking his sister from behind the couch. Yeah. Um, What was that? I think it was called a talk boy or something like that. I love We'll look it up and put it in the show notes. Also, can you just feel for these kids that they'll never know the joy of walking into Toys R Us? True. We would go to Toys R Us and it felt like the best day of your entire life. We used to always get a gift card to Toys R Us for Christmas from my Uncle Ken and Aunt Marie. Genius gift. And it was... Like, the event after Christmas to go to Toys R Us. My mom always said she could tell the difference between my brother and I on our behavior in <laughs> Toys R Us. Because, like, I we would get, <clears throat> yeah, like a gift card or our, we saved up our allowance. And I had, like, a certain amount of money to burn. My prerogative was to go down the pink aisle, duh, mm-hmm. and look at all the little red tags and add up how much I could get. Oh, yeah. With that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I would ask my mom, like, help me out with the math, right? Well, my brother, Will, <laughs> would see one thing that he liked. Mm-hmm. And my mom would be like, you can't afford that. That's, like, <laughs> five times the amount of what you have right now. Right. And he'd be like, all right. And he would not spend his money. And he would save it until he could afford it. Oh. And I was just like, that says a lot about us. Because <laughs> I'm more like, what can I get out of this? <laughs> yeah. What's the bargain? What do it like, you know, it's mm-hmm. anyway. But. Well, speaking of that, beanie babies. Hello! <laughs> do you still have any of yours? Um, my I think I also. might technically still have my first. Did you which, have the Princess Diana one? No, I had Bessie the Cow. Dude. Who was like an OG. Classic. And unfortunately, I cut her tag off right away and mm, then got mm. glittery, um, what's it called? Let's Silly be real. putty on her butt. Let's be real, though. If you kept your tags on, you were a sociopath. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. If you kept the tags on your beanie babies, you're a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> you well, can't play with those things on. Come on. I actually didn't have that many beanie babies compared to other people, but we used to get an allowance of $3 a week. Nice. And at the Plaza Mall, when it was still the Plaza Mall, they had a toy store, and they had... Um, generic Beanie Babies for $3. Hey, oh, so every, every Saturday, <laughs> Jesse and I would go yeah. and we'd each buy a new one. They still have Beanie Babies. Do you know that? Yeah. But they're really weird looking. With the big eyes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into I'm that. I'm not into that either. But no, I do you. have, I think, I I think we still have some of them. I had the Princess Diana Bear, her <laughs> memorial like that Beanie was Baby. was a big one. Yeah. Did you have the people in your class who would bring a different Beanie Baby every day to school to sit on their desk? Oh, yeah. Or, like, they had them in the little cases. Oh, yeah. And they'd sit on their Did desk. Did you have Polly Pockets? I loved Polly Pockets. <gasps> I think I only ever had one. Yeah. But I loved it. Okay, so a Polly Pocket <laughs> was my first gift, <laughs> my first birthday. Mm-hmm. And it came in a little necklace. And my mom said they put it out over my head. And as soon as I saw what it was. Yeah. You ate it? immediately in my mouth <laughs> wait so the poly pocket <laughs> i had they were little po- like little open up yeah it was yeah. like the size like of a your caboodle, hand like a little caboodle yeah yeah i think i just liked opening it I oh and, and they were miniature cute things yeah, yeah i didn't really like play with it i just thought it was really cute yeah and i was just like dee, 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 dee. <laughs> yeah. Cute. yeah right which is how i played with barbies and stuff too i'd like dress them up set up their house and then maybe like okay done. <laughs> <laughs> like here's your life this is good here's what you're wearing today go live your life yeah not to change the subject but we grew up in the prime time of disney 
That's true. Do All you right. know? Do you know how blessed we are? That's we really are. Every year they were dropping so many amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, Lion which King, one best picture in 1991. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is the like my desert island movie. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I don't know if it's mine, but yeah. yeah. Lion King, Little Mermaid. Aladdin. Aladdin. What else is there? So many. Toy Story. Yes, Toy Story came out. Well, that's like Pixar, but that's Disney, But still, that right? was, yeah, that was a Pixar-Disney thing. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Every year, there was something. Do you remember going to a Disney store? I don't think I did. Oh, my God. There was a Disney store in our mall. Your mall was way cooler Pop than my mall. In. And also, it was like, it was... <laughs> Like three minutes away from our house, it was okay. very close, mm-hmm. and also near the Pizza Hut that we would go to. But <laughs> we would go on like a Saturday. So nineties. I know we would go on like a Saturday, and it was you know so busy. But you would have limited two. Mm-hmm. Then you would have the Disney store, yeah, right next door or close. And when you walked in the Disney store as a kid, the world felt magical. You were they had this big screen television in the back where they Whoa. were playing Disney movies and a pyramid of stuffed animals of oh. all the characters. Oh my god. You can imagine a kid standing in front of yeah. them and being like, "Oh my god." And they yeah. had all the princess outfits on the side. Mhm. And remember all the Disney VHSs had the commercial at the beginning for the kid who was going to Disney World? Yes, and you're like, "I want to go to Disney World." <laughs> yeah. Did you ever go to Disney World? I did. I went to Disney in high school. Yeah. <laughs> with, um, band. like, the band and the choir and everything, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. But. I went when we were, when I was in, like, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. My brother was really young, and he, he like, loved it. Mm-hmm. That's right when A Bug's Life had come out. Oh, okay. And, so, and I was, like, a little old. Yeah. For, like, the childhood dream sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I still loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I went in high school. And yeah. a couple times after. Actually, I almost worked at Disney World. I was almost cast as Ariel. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But That's I, cool. I couldn't commit to the time. Yeah. Also, so, don't they pay, like, crap? Oh, like, yeah. They're, you're not getting yeah. paid anything. <laughs> 90s, early 2000s. What else did we want Um. Oh, um, Robert wants us to say what our Spice Girls names would be. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, like, not which one would we be, but, like, if we were added to the Spice Girls, okay. what, would, what would we be? Like, what... What would yours be? What Spice would we be? I don't know. I was thinking, like, would I be, like, Sweet Spice? Sweet Spice. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that would... Or, cookie like, spice. Cookie Spice. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Booty Spice. <laughs> Booty spice. Um, I don't know. What would you be like? I don't know. I don't think I'd be anything fun. <laughs> Travel spice. <laughs> Emo spice. <laughs> oh my god. If I'm talking about like who I was in the early 2000s, I don't even know. Yeah. Pale spice. Pale spice. Um, if it was tasty early, spice. If it was like actual 90s, I would probably would we would have been book spice. I mean, yeah, I would have been book spice. Mm-hmm. Or Nerd Spice. Nerds. Oh, I was so Nerd, nerd spice. spice. Totally nerd. Or I was one of the spice. glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Theater Spice. Theater Spice. Or, yeah. Noth- I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anything really funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pale Spice. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so what do you think we're going to get nostalgic for in the future? So what do you think we're going to look back on? <laughs> like, in this time. In this time. So I was thinking... 
I feel like we're going to look back on how social media used to be because right now we're still in like the golden age, like kind of early days. Uh-huh. So I wonder how it's going to change. But I mean, also it already has. Like think about the way we talk about how like Instagram used to be. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where you actually shared stuff that you just saw and it was fun. It was instant. And you saw your friend's stuff. Yeah. You know, you could follow new people and it was exciting. And now it's just like this bombardment and Mm -hmm. there's the whole algorithm thing, which for people like us is super annoying. Have you ever seen the episode of Black Mirror where Mm -mm. like the rating situation I talked no. to I talked to um, Lisa Yoder about this and Chad because mm-hmm. they're very like into coding and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, the future of tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just talking about that with them, and I was just like, "Do you think that's actually a thing?" But the idea is, you know, you have a personal rating, mm-hmm. so your social media presence is rated, and instead of like followers, it's a uh, <laughs> score. Yeah. And every interaction you have, you would get a score from someone. Mm. So let's say we go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and they don't have, they have like one open table and they have three parties. Oh. Well, if our rating was higher mm. than everyone else. Right. They would take us. They would get us in. And your rating could be based on anything. How nice mm. you are, how pleasant you are, or Whoa. the amount of money you have or how many times you've visited that place uh-huh do you know what i mean yeah part of me wonders if that's like what the future is and that scares me right because <laughs> it's like why am i so closely associated with this social media presence right so maybe i don't know this is sort of like the golden age of social media because we did get to see the instant side of social media i remember being on facebook and being like liking pages that yeah. were random or mm-hmm. now I'm really stingy with my likes because I know it's going to mess up my algorithm. Right. If I like weird things. Mm-hmm. It's a weird time, but. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder about that. Or even like Netflix and stuff too with all the TV we have. Mm-hmm. But then unless we restore net neutrality like who knows where the internet's going to go oh god I also don't even comcast talk about that. already has a monopoly oh it's for the sure only, it's literally the only tv i mean um internet we're able to buy f- for our house same here in Lancaster. um so you know how might that stuff change if we're not careful about it dude net neutrality you know? yeah that's serious yeah so you know right now we have so many streaming platforms that at least right now, are totally affordable. Like you. Can, what happens if that changes? Yeah, like you could subscribe to Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, and HBO, and Stars, and maybe pay like fifty bucks a month combined. Yeah. Whereas with cable, you'd have to pay like two hundred. Yeah. So. But what happens when they decide to change their rates? Yeah. Yeah. And now like Disney is going to start their own streaming, and. Um, Apple I think Warner Brothers that. is about to as well. Mm-hmm. So now it's like if all these different things have their own streaming, but then you want all of them and you add it all together, is it just going to equal what people it, used yeah. to pay for cable? Right. I don't know. Or are you just going to not pay for it? Right. Are you then going to pick your two or three that you like? And then and you're sort it. of in that mm-hmm. zone. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking like... I. Knowing just, like, where we are in our lives, we'll probably be nostalgic for 
this time in our life when, when we don't have kids don't have kids travel yeah. go out to eat oh yeah have time <laughs> sleep right <laughs> you know yeah but at least maybe like a tiny bit of disposable income yeah you have a little flexibility mm-hmm. you can buy yourself nice things Right. You know, you can treat yourself mm-hmm. here and there. Skincare. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So I'm turning 30 this year and you're about to be 28. Yeah. So yeah, we're really getting to that transitional time where, and I think this is why the 90s are so in our mind right now, because like we were saying, we had such a great childhood in the 90s. Like you and I were lucky in that way. And, I mean, a lot of people say the 90s were, like, the last great time, like, economically and everything. Yeah. Um, And it it was such an easy, breezy time. And right now, you know, we're in this transition to, like, real adulthood. Mm -hmm. A lot of people our age are starting families or buying homes and Mm -hmm. settling into jobs for the long haul. Or maybe trying to transition to a new career, like, making all these big decisions. And it's, like... Oh, it's yeah. like heavy. I've so this past year for me has been very like I feel I have all these balls in my life and I just throw them up in the air and I'm waiting for something to just drop because right. there are so many things to juggle. Mm-hmm. Like professionally, emotionally, mm-hmm. relationship wise. Like I have by like a standard approach, I haven't done anything huge yet. Mm-hmm. Haven't gotten married, haven't bought a house, haven't right. had kids. And that's, like, a very standard approach to right. living. I'm so happy. I have so many things, and I've had so many amazing experiences that many people don't even get to have in their lifetime. Right. But on a very standard mm-hmm. checklist. Yeah, traditionally. Yeah, and I feel like all these things are going to happen. It's just that they're all tossed up in the air, and mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, waiting to figure out, okay, well, like, what what's next? And that's been really hard for me because it's been really anxiety. Yeah. Like, increasing because... I'm sort of waiting for a decision or some sort of sign, and it's really been crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been a weird, it's definitely a weird time in Mm -hmm. our lives, Mm -hmm. my life, because I'm in my late 20s, and I think in central Pennsylvania, a lot of people are moving and making big steps, and that is sort of like our area, Mm -hmm. I guess, that mindset. Go to New York, and people are like, you're a baby. Right. But... Yeah. You know, it's just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. But I also kind of love that it just seems so open. There's just so many right. options. And you are still so young. I mean, I'm not much older <laughs> than you. Yeah, you're so but much like, older. But like, at the age you're at right now, I had been married for two and a half years. And I, so I bought our house right before I turned 28. Like, literally a month before I turned 28. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, especially in hindsight, like, I got married when I was 25. And I was one of the first people in our friend group to get yeah. married. But looking back, I'm like, dang. I mean, it was only five years ago, but it's like, like I, was I was young. I was so young, yeah. You know, like, not that we were in a rush or anything, and I definitely don't regret getting married when I did. But looking back, like, when you're 25, you think, like, I'm 25. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sounds old when yeah. you're there. That's why the but... age 28 feels <laughs> old, but I know it's not. Yeah, and even for me looking back to two years ago when we bought our house and thinking that, like, you're there now, and it's like, 
you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> also, yeah, like it's not like I'm unhappy or needing of anything. I'm yeah, perfectly and we, happy. I was, I did not want to buy a house when we did. Yeah, you were forced to buy a house. <laughs> I was forced to buy a house. You were like, I have house. no decision to make. Yeah, it's literally made for me. Um, yeah, so it's like I've kind of like fallen into those yeah traditional um, landmarks yeah events, but yeah, so I guess I like didn't have to feel the pressure to do it. Well, I felt the pressure a little bit with buying the house. Yeah. I felt I felt the pressure, but was also like, I don't care. I'm not ready to buy a house. Right. <laughs> and then I bought one. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. Now I'm a homeowner. I'm probably going to look back at this time even yeah. five years from now and right. just be like, girl, yeah. enjoy down. it. Yeah. yeah. I feel that more with the kids thing yeah. because kind of the opposite way when we got married, we had talked about the year I turned 30, starting to try having mm-hmm. a kid. And at the time, it was like, that's five years from now. It's a long time away. It's a long time. Yeah. And Robert was like, that's too far away, because Robert really wants babies. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so I said babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but then now that I'm here, about to turn 30. You're like, oh, snap. Like, I'm not ready to have kids right now, and also we can't have kids right now because we're just not in the right place for it. The 90s were great, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we got on a huge tangent there. Man, the yeah. 90s bring up a lot of thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Is there what anything else? a great else time to be alive. We wanted to say about the 90s before we know. move on. No, I don't think so. Well, if you guys have any more thoughts on the 90s or, like, really good 90s memories, please tell us. Did we miss any key 90s things? Oh, I'm sure we did. So many things. Leave us a voicemail. Yo-yos and slap bracelets. Oh, yeah. There's one more thing for you. Butterfly clips. (laughs) No, I was that? That was, like, 2003, I feel like. Okay, so we are going to do our first voicemail. We got a voicemail. Okay, here we go. Hello, this is Graylin in uh, Indiana, right outside Louisville, Kentucky. I've been ID buddies with uh, Sarah for a long time, and I have also been listening to podcasts since 2008 when you had to download them and put them on an iPod, and I'm just so thrilled to see a podcast from you two. I've really enjoyed it so far, and I just wanted to send some love. But also, uh, I have a question. I would love to hear you guys talk about your favorite food media. Social media feeds, websites, magazines, whatever. Um, I'm always looking for new resources that are just the right tone. And, yeah. Also, I used to travel, and I don't because I have two children under the age of three. But I hope to get back out there eventually. So I enjoy hearing that. fear from you two that, that, that your traveling days would be over. They will not. They're going to come back. I'm going to try to bring them back as my, myself. Um, but yeah, I'm already like living vicariously through both of you. Um, anyway, love the show so far and I hope you guys are well. Bye. How freaking sweet. <laughs> Thanks so much, Graylin. Um, she's one of my first like blogging friends That's online. Awesome. She's cool. Um, so great question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really good voicemail. I like yeah. that. <laughs> um, which by the way, if you follow her online, if you want to see somebody boss a morning, yeah. She will like it'll be like seven thirty AM and she's already like taught a yoga class, 
done stuff with her kids, had her coffee, and she's cleaning her bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking wild. Yeah. So if you want some morning motivation, you should check her out online. Awesome. Her Insta stories. Um, I'll link to her profile in our show notes for you guys. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's, yes. so she has two young kids under three, like she said. They're really cute. I think it's really hard when you have them that young. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I totally understand not being able to travel. Also, she's going to totally relate to our book conversation because she used to be an elementary school librarian. Dude. Before she, um, she stays home with her kids now and teaches yoga and stuff. Which I think I have that right. Graylin, please let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. So where are you gonna go, Graylin? What's the plan? Yeah. What we, where do you wanna go? Yeah, because oh my gosh, if you haven't traveled in a bit when you have young kids, then Yeah. And also your travel um hopes and dreams probably change a lot once you have kids oh, because definitely. then it's all about what can you show them. Oh yeah. And you know you're I mean? living vicariously through your kids. Exactly. It's like you're seeing the world all over mm-hmm. again. So I don't yeah. know. Um, I mentioned is Harris before on the podcast, but she's great because her YouTube videos um, show her with her two kids. I think they're probably under the age of five. So they're probably mm-hmm. close to about the age that your kids are. <laughs> Right. Um, but she does a great job and she, I think she even has a whole video on how she travels with her two boys. And the one thing that I was like, yes, relatability was that she was like, you just have to be that mom that doesn't give a crap about your screen time. Hop them on Uh, an iPad when you're on a plane. uh She's like, be that parent, feed them up with snacks. Mm. Just, you have to get through it. That's true. Because I feel like once you're in a place, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up the pieces and you carry on. But I can imagine yeah. the whole, if you're doing a plane ride. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do have a fear of kids changing the way we're able to travel. Mm-hmm. But I also, like you said, there's something really exciting <clears throat> about having a little one and seeing them yeah. experience the world. Like so. taking them to the beach for the first time. Oh my gosh. Or something like that be really cool yeah like the little moments that you're just so used to mm-hmm. suddenly become really magical yeah, yeah. that's cool <clears throat> but yeah we love your question about food media and stuff so we're actually going to address that yeah you've in inspired us episode like yeah. we're going to talk about that as like a big topic i think we're going to do like a food and travel media mm-hmm. roundup of who we really like yeah so yeah if you have any favorites and you're listening to this please yeah. send them to us because then we could give some listener recommendations as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. I yeah, I think between now and that episode, we're just going to make a list of, like, all the things that we really love on Instagram, social media, magazines. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, thanks so yeah. much for calling in. Yeah. That, that was, was awesome. First voicemail. <laughs> we do have some more. We do. Also, Aaron from AAA needs to stop calling <laughs> us. <laughs> I had to block her number. I know. <laughs> we must have someone's, like, similar to someone's phone number. We do not number. have a AAA account. No, we do not. Um, but if you want to leave us a voicemail, please do. Um, you can ask us anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like, if you're having a relationship problem, if you're dealing with a professional problem, if even if you just, like, want to say, what's up, like, here's the best pizza. Right. Or explaining, maybe you don't like pizza. 
oh my god, um, you're not allowed to listen to this podcast. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> but um, or if you, again, if you like, want to chime in on the '90s nostalgia or yeah, anything. Um, which, by the way, all of our contact info is in. I don't know if you call it like the episode guide or whatever the notes or whatever click click more information <laughs> yeah like yeah. in your podcast app you should have the little snippet for each episode and in each one you'll find a link our voicemail number our email our instagram yeah. handle so you can like if you're you know part way through the episode you think of something you'll be able to find our contact also, info right there we've said this before just put this number in your voicemail or in your, in your phone in your phone as a favorite yeah put us on speed dial We'll have we'll share the number. It's seven one seven nine six four zero two one five. Boom. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to recommendations. Do you want to go first? Because I don't have mine pulled up. Yeah. Okay. okay. So <clears throat> earlier I talked about buying all my pantry jars. <laughs> yes. Which was very expensive, and yeah. which is why I had weird guilt about it. Um. But the way I felt better about it, which it is, I saved up for it for like six months. Mm-hmm. So this has been a long time coming. Um, but my recommendation is what I use to save for it, which oh, is okay. this app called Capital, but it's spelled with a Q instead of a C. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you were telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, I'm like totally losing my voice. I'm almost done. Um, so I've been using it for a couple of years now, I think. And it's a little different now than when I signed up. So I think if you sign up for them now, you, like, have to get their debit card. But I don't think you have to actually use it. Yeah. So the one thing I had with this was I'm in a credit union <clears throat> that wasn't, I guess... Oh, you, like, couldn't link your bank right, to it? Right. I couldn't link my bank to it. Okay. But it's that's only because I use a really small credit union. Yeah. So. Um. So, yeah, it hooks up to your bank, and the way it works is that it uses your habits to save money. Um, and, like, there's all these different ways you can use it. Like, you could set it up to just save a dollar a day mm-hmm. or $2 a day or something, depending on what you're saving for. Um, there's also one called the 52-week rule. So the first week you save a dollar, mm-hmm. second week you save $2, and so on and so forth. Um but it's, I like to use it for anything that I want to buy that's more in, like, the $100 plus range. And it's nice because you get a little picture of it, and then you have it in your app as a goal. And then you can set the rules you want to apply to it, whether it's, like, a dollar a day or whatever. Um, or isn't it, like, when you buy a certain thing, you can put a <clears throat> amount or something like Yeah, that? so I also have one just for, like, general savings in there, and I use the roundup rule. So, like, any time I use my credit card or whatever, it'll round up to the nearest even number, and that extra bit gets thrown in mm-hmm. to my savings in there. Um, but it, the nice thing is that it also works with the thing called if this, then that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have it set up that every time I post on Instagram, I save a dollar, that's cool. You could set it up that every time it rains in your hometown, you save money. Like, it, like there are so many different ways you can use it to make it fun. They also I have, really wish this um, worked on my freaking yeah. Um, I also use the guilty pleasure rule. So, like, whenever I get Domino's, 
<laughs> or now I've had to add Panera to it, then I save like five dollars. Mm-hmm. So there are all these different fun ways you can set it up, and then save um, some cash, and it's just saving money in the background. Mm-hmm. So I like to use that to save up for specific items that I'm like kind of like treating myself to. Yeah. So then rather than um, feeling like paying for it, it and just buying it, you're it's kind of like a little digital piggy bank. And um, so like I said, now I think they make you do their debit card, but I, th- I don't think you have to use it. Yeah, I don't know. That would be like if you want to put all the money in your capital account and then you literally use their debit card to pay it. Mm-hmm. But I always use my credit card to get points so whenever I reach my goal like for the pantry jars I buy it with my credit card and then I just transfer the money from capital to my checking account so I can pay it off on my credit card Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like I got it for free because I already put the money aside for it so I'm not going to be like blindsided when I get my credit card statement So it's just a really fun way to be more responsible about You're right. It's like splurging. a digital piggy bank. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. And when you're really goal-oriented <clears throat> or, like, mm-hmm. you have that certain thing that you want to sort of splurge on, but yeah. mm-hmm. you don't want to... You could do it to yeah. save for a trip. You mm-hmm. can also link it with someone else. So, like, if you and your partner are planning to go somewhere, you could both feed into it. That's cool. And save up for an anniversary trip or something like That's that. That's awesome. So, there's a lot of fun things you can do with it. And, like, because I'm so visual, it's nice to, like, see the picture of it. And you see a little, like, progress bar. You're like, yes, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also good because if your checking account or whatever that you use to feed it gets below a certain point, it will stop um, taking money so that it doesn't force a, an Over, overdraft. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So capital. With yeah, a Q. capital with a Q. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I really wish that would work on my credit yeah. union because I really love that idea. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay, so mine is sort of another startup idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I mentioned before that I really need blue light protecting glasses. Um. And I took the plunge, and I did a Warby Parker home try-on. Yeah. And Warby Parker is just a great company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I I just really have to commend them on... I ordered something. It was here before I knew it, mm-hmm. even before the date that they said it was going to be here. And the idea of a home try-on is so genius. It's yeah. cheap. Mm-hmm. You get to see the glasses... And you sort of get to wear them around. Like, I was wearing mine around and, like, catching myself in the mirror and trying to figure out, oh, I don't really know about that. (laughs) So before I committed to something, and, you know, there are cheaper alternatives out there for especially blue light filtering glasses, but I just really enjoy Warby Parker's customer service. Also, I just, I think they're a great startup, and I don't even know if they're considered to be a startup anymore, but they were for a while. Um, So I ordered... Um, a pair, finally, even though I feel like I'm a little late on ordering because my eyes are (laughs) whacked out. So I had a lot of fun trying them on and I ordered my first pair and they're called, I think they're called the Felix. Yeah, the Felix. So you have a picture? Yeah. So they're cute. They're like tortoiseshell. They're slightly rounded, but they have like sort of square, like they're a little bit square, (laughs) but I don't know. It was fun because 
I didn't know anything about what was going to look good on my face shape, so I just ordered, like, random things that I thought would look cute. And then mm-hmm. when you try them on, you're like, and no! Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't really That's have true. the need to go to an optometrist because, truthfully, my eyes really, like, are fine. So if you are looking for cute blue light eyeglasses... Yeah, I didn't know they did blue lights, so that's cool. I didn't either, and that's something that you have to go all the way through the process of ordering them and order non-prescription, and then the last thing they can you can add is the blue oh. light thing. So, is it the same cost as their prescription ones? I <clears throat> don't know off the top of my head, but because don't they charge just like a flat fee? Yep. Okay. So it might be the same as like a prescription. You could probably get a prescription with blue light for the same price. Maybe it's oh. a little bit different. Maybe I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I think it was maybe like a $45 ad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just, I really enjoyed the process of just doing that. Mm-hmm. I did it before, before I lost my glasses. Right. And I was considering doing something like just online, but then I really wanted to try them on. I didn't want to buy a pair of glasses and just be like, these look like crap. Right. So, should be here tomorrow. Cool. Really enjoyed Warby Parker, so. So, you're going to wear them, like, at work and stuff, or more at home? More at home, because I work at, like, as soon as I get home. Yeah. Recently, I've been opening up my laptop, and then I'll look up, and it's dark, and my eyes are so right. exhausted, like, you can feel the strain. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walk, or I even look outside, I feel better. Mm-hmm. So, it's definitely from, like, screens. Yeah. So. I think I'm going to, I mean, they're cute, so I might wear them more than that, but shout out to Kieran for recommending that because <laughs> I totally forgot. He was like, you should just do it through Warby Parker. And I right. didn't really, I don't know, I don't know, why, don't know why I considered it, but thank you, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran for recommending. Recommending, yes. <laughs> Recommendationing. Mm. It's getting late. Yeah, time to sign off. Woo! Okay. So... Thanks for joining us. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with the annoying iTunes algorithm. We have quite a few. Did you see? Yeah, we have a few. So thanks for those of you who reviewed us. Love that. Keep them coming. (laughs) I think we have more reviews than my other podcast did. Really? And I was, yeah, we had two seasons. So that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, Like we said, don't forget to send in questions. To our email, which is hello at passportsandpizza.com, or our voicemail, 717-964-0215. Yep, and we mentioned this before, but our show notes <clears throat> with all the links and details of the stuff that we recommended today, as well as the people that we mentioned as well, um, can all be found in our show notes and at www.passportsandpizza.com. And if you want to follow us individually online, you can find us both on Instagram. I'm at Sarah with no H underscore Cornelius underscore. And Laura is Rome and Go Lightly, R O A M and Go Lightly. So, yeah, give us a follow on there. And, and thanks to Will for the theme music. <laughs> Laura's little bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real 90s baby. Yeah. 96. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Sarah's sick. I've had a real doozy of a week. (laughs) Are we going to do our intro? Did you forget? (laughs) I guess we should. (laughs) Welcome to Passport and Pizza. Wow. (laughs)